Case number 23-1677 from the Western District of Arkansas, Human Rights Defense Center versus Union County, Arkansas, et al. Mr. Poults. Your Honors, and may it please the Court. My name is Charles Poults, and I'm here today on behalf of Appellant Human Rights Defense Center, or HRDC. I'd like to begin today by directing the Court's attention to page 1361 of the party's joint appendix, which is quoted in part in HRDC's brief. Page 1361 contains the trial testimony of Union County Sheriff Ricky Roberts, who was asked, and I quote, you don't even search the stuff that comes from publishers because you're not concerned about contraband coming from them. Is that right? Sheriff Roberts responded unequivocally, right. Union County has advanced two purported penological interests that it asserts are rationally connected to the total book and magazine ban that is implemented in this case. The first is the prevention of contraband, which, as Sheriff Roberts told you, they are not concerned about when mailings are sent directly from publishers to prisoners. Let me ask a preliminary question. Your your brief um, almost totally ignores what seems to me the most important part of the record, the jury verdict. And would you agree that although the, the ultimate question is one of law applying the Turner factors, on the specific factors themselves, which are fact-intensive, we have to assume that the jury made every finding that's relevant adverse to your position. Your Honor, there there are no disputed facts on appeal here. This is a... Wait a minute. Well, <laughs> every, every, every Turner factor is fact-intensive. Your Honor, it's a, it's a mixed question of fact and law, but as this Court held in Iron Eyes, that's, those mixed questions are reviewed here on de novo review. And that was a Turner v. Safely? Yes, it was, Your Honor. Iron Eyes is cited in our brief. It involved a uh, hair, hair length regulation. Um, what case? It's, it's Iron Eyes uh, v. Henry, I believe, is the case. And it says we reviewed de novo after a jury verdict? It says the Turner factors are mixed questions of fact and law, and if there is no dispute of material fact, then the court applies de novo review to the ultimate constitutionality of a policy. But we would take all the facts in the light most favorable to the sheriff in this case, or the county, because of the verdict, right? Certainly, Judge Colleton. And again, I say there are no disputed facts in issue here. Ironize is a great... I don't know what you mean by that. There were disputed facts in the trial. Yeah, yes, and I, I, will, I will, again, direct... You're saying there's no disputed facts now because they were all resolved against you. The, the ultimate question that the jury was asked to decide, if you take a look at jury instruction 10 and 11, 11 referring back to 10, the jury was asked to decide a question of law. It was asked to decide the Turner... It was asked to make the Turner analysis, which as, again... No, it, was asked to make, it was asked to make findings on each of the four factors, and then yeah. an ultimate decision. The, the ultimate question here, again, is a question of, of law. I, I started there. Yep. But, the alter, but whether alternatives are available is fact-intensive. Whether this has any impact on, on uh, the amount of contraband or on uh, correction officer time, those are questions of fact. Again, again, Your Honor, I, I disagree. The precedent is clear that these are mixed questions the of fact is not and law. Clear. I can guarantee you that. 
Okay, Your Honor, again, I will contrast this with the Ironized case. In Ironized, there was a legitimate factual dispute that was brought up on appeal, whether or not the appellant in that matter had a sincerely held religious belief. In that case, the court looked as to whether or not that factual finding could be upheld under a clearly erroneous standard. Upon resolving that issue, they applied question of law to the remainder of the Turner factors, which, again, are mixed questions of fact and law, but the court applied de novo review to them. Well, what was the point of the trial here, then? You say the issue that went to the jury was a legal issue that we reviewed de novo. So what was the point of the trial? Your Honor, we moved for summary judgment as well as had renewed motions for judgment as a matter of law. The jury was asked to decide issues. So your appeal is basically the denial of your motion for summary judgment. And the judgment as a matter of law, Your Honor, which is the order on appeal, and it's contained in our addendum. So your position is the case should not have gone to trial because it's just a legal issue? This is a legal issue, but, again, if there were questions of fact, which my friend hasn't identified one that were disputed here, then we would need to resolve those. But this is, again – Did you object to the jury instructions and say we should only have special interrogatories on factual questions? We did not, Your Honor. But, again, we had had a summary judgment motion denied as well as two motions for a matter of law, an initial one and a renewed one that were denied. I think, again – There aren't many appeals from the denial of summary judgment that survive a trial. And, Your Honor, if I can be clear as well, I think if there was some other standard that was applied, again, my friend doesn't offer one, we would still win under that clearly erroneous standard because no reasonable jury as a matter of law, based on the factual record in front of the court, could be upheld on appeal here. But, again, I draw this Court's attention to ironized and related cases where unless there's a disputed fact, such as, again, the legitimacy of the appellant's religious beliefs in ironized, then it is entitled to de novo review in its entirety. Well, let's talk a little bit about the evidence. The jury had to decide under, I think it's jury instruction number 10, right, the questions that they had to answer. Those seem very fact-based. For example, were there alternative avenues available for your client to communicate the speech in its mailing? So that's – I'm assuming that there was competing testimony presented there? Yes, Your Honor, but I would, again, I would argue that, you know, ultimately whether or not something is an alternative or not has been decided as questions of law in other cases. What other cases? This Court's opinion in Baxter County focused solely on whether or not there was – And remanded. And remanded. For a trial, which was held. Yes. And then, Your Honor, but the – I assume it's being appealed, too. Right. And the Court also said in that case that de novo review would apply on appeal. Who decided? I believe – sorry, Your Honor, I'm getting my cases confused. Again, returning to your question, Judge Kelly, yes, I believe there were some factual questions, but, again, Turner is a mixed question of fact and law, so the extent there were – But don't we have to – in looking at a verdict, once this has gone to the jury, and I understand your position it should not have gone 
to the jury, that it, you should have won earlier. But once it's there, and it turns out that it's the jury who has to decide. I'm just using this example. There, there must have been something. Was there something in there that the jury could have concluded, oh, yeah, there's, there's an alternative avenue. Like there's something in the record. And maybe this is a question for counsel for for appellee. But. Your Honor, we, do, we don't think there was anything in the record that would have would have supported that. So instead of saying it's that the, there's no disputes of fact, you're just saying it's clearly erroneous to find that there were. That 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 is one reading. Or, or no, I'm sorry, no reasonable jury could have found. I apologize. Right, and and if you look at that that jury that jury instruction, it is it is four factors. It's unclear which which one the jury ruled on. Um, it is well, it is that, entirely. That's why we 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 must infer they ruled on all of them adverse to your client. Right, to the extent that they ruled on, on factual issues as part of the Turner analysis. But again, there are legal questions presented by those factors, Your Honor, that a jury is not prepared to deal with. Well, says you. It says, says mean, the court in Iron I can understand why your client doesn't like jury trials, but, but that doesn't mean they aren't legitimate and, and worthwhile. Are you just saying sort of as a matter of law, there is just not enough evidence in this record? Is that... Really, your position that, that that is that is an alternative position, Judge Kelly. But again, I think as a matter of law, the constitutionality of the policy implemented by appellee it can be decided as unconstitutional as a matter of law. And there's not there is no need for deference to the jury of any kind. The ultimate question is the constitutionality. Again, <laughs> the. The Iron Eyes case and others are, you know, your citation to Iron Eyes is false. I mean, you, 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 you're, you say see page seventeen, and on page seventeen, there isn't. There's no reference to Iron Eyes. Yeah. Uh, well, then it comes over on page eighteen. Court reviews de novo application of the Turner factors to the facts to its factual findings. Agreed, Your Honor. Yes, but what are those factual findings? Anything that's factual. Yeah, Your Honor, again, ironize is a clear example where again the, the factual well, issue the factual issue disputed in that case was a <laughs> was whether or not the prisoners' religious beliefs were sincerely held. And then the remainder of the facts that were undisputed were then analyzed by the court for their constitutionality on a de novo standard. Your Honors, if, uh, <laughs> if there are no further questions at this time, I'd like to reserve the remainder for rebuttal. I, I have something else to... Did you have another question, Your Honor? Yeah, I thought, wait, where is it? I thought it was on page 35. I thought I thought there was an assertion in your brief that the ruling in Baxter County was clearly unconstitutional, and I wondered who authored that one. Sir, since if since if, if um, the the remand the remand, Your Honor. No, oh, I think it's page thirty-six, footnote five. Baxter's holding that HRDC has. Reduced Fourth Amendment rights is unconstitutional. I agree, Your Honor. 
And so we're not allowed to follow it? That's an argument for the in-bank court. I'm sorry. Don't you know a circuit law that one panel cannot refuse to follow another? Your Honor, we have to present the issue on appeal. We can't forfeit it. With an issue where you're telling one panel that a prior panel got it wrong, you have to state that and state this argument is being made for the in-bank court. That's the proper way to do it under a circuit law. So you're, I mean, and I was on the panel that did this plainly unconstitutional, terrible act. What does it mean that the Baxter holding is unconstitutional? Do you mean it was wrong? Yes, Your Honor, that is what, it was unartfully worded, but we disagree with the holding. But you can't argue it to the panel anyway. You just drew the misfortune of having someone from that panel on this panel to get mad about it. Understood, Your Honor. You've got to be careful. With that, I'll reserve the remainder of my time. Mr. Newell? Yes, may it please the court, counsel. I think the big problem that my opponent was trying to find with Baxter at page 18, Baxter in the Cape Girardeau case, all of the cases looking at this tortured issue over the past five years have been bench trials. My case is the only one that was a jury trial. So I think that's why he, I think that's a huge difference between Baxter, Simpson and Cape Girardeau in my particular case. And this is the odd case where plaintiff, HRDC, with the burden of proof to prove that Union County's policies were unconstitutional, requests a jury trial. And then after three days of testimony, and they called all their witnesses, they called nobody that was a detainee as a witness, nobody that was a family of a detainee. They called the executive director of HRDC and an expert witness in penological customs and practices named John Clark. And then they called my sheriff and my jail administrator. Three days, testimony, and then they make a 50A motion to the judge and says, wait, 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 we really don't need the jury. After all this, we really don't need the jury. We just want you to rule in our favor that there's no way, there's no fact that could support their defense when we've got the, we have to prove by a preponderance of the evidence that their policy is unconstitutional. It's rarely seen, of course. Typically it's the defendant making the motion that the plaintiff hasn't proven his case. In this case, it was the plaintiff moving, saying, we so clearly won on the facts that we don't even want the jury to give us their view now. And the judge says, not so fast. There are a lot of facts here I see in dispute. It's going to the jury. Goes to the jury, comes back, unanimous, of course, for the defense. Then they move under 50B and say, judge, there's not, under the rather be KARE 11 case, there has to be 
um, there has to be uh, can I ask you about some of the evidence that was at the, at the trial I can if you want to finish your point I, I kind of want to get into the meat of some of this that that's great I, I was just gonna say matter judgment as a matter of law is proper only when the evidence is such that without weighing credibility there is a complete absence of probative facts to support the verdict so, so it, I'd just like to talk to you about some of the evidence that that came in on the various factors for um, for their claim, the First Amendment claim. And we sort of touched on the one about the available alternative avenues for HRDC to communicate with the folks they wanted to communicate. And as I understood, at least in the post-trial um, order from the district court, um, the court relied on the idea that um, well, maybe HRDC can't communicate with these particular um, inmates, but they can to the 309 prisoners, and that's sort of sufficient. Is, is that right? Because I don't know that that's the case in sort of Simpson when it's an individual, it's a family member. Is that a, a pivot that w you can make as a legal matter for the alternative means that you can communicate with someone else? I um, I think she I think she was just pointing out that uh, it's not in, contrary to their arguments over and over. We did not have a complete ban on publications in the facility. We do have a restriction against paper multi bulk mailing in the jail because of the record is is full of instances why we do that. And, and was this a mass mailing? You said a, gr a, a bulk mailing, I think you right. called it. Someone mentioned that these were actual subscribers, that there were 15 folks at the jail who had subscribed. That, is that in the record? Uh, that's, there is mention to 15 people in the record, but this was all unsolicited. The HRDC went on the website, got the names of 15 pretrial detainees, sent them individualized packages, but each package had three different publications to strangers. They were soliciting, they were going to solicit subscriptions, but, but they, did the, they did the same thing in Baxter County the same year, the exact same thing. The, the what about, and one of the alternatives was that, well, you can put your, your material on postcards. Is that the only seems a little we, unrealistic, but that seems well, to be the only sort of alternative for communication. Is, is that, do I understand the record? Uh, you, you do. Um, the, um, you have so many other records to look at. I only have this one, so I think I can clear that up. Um, the, the, the precedent from this circuit is that you can't, you can't have a complete ban on communication with the outside world. There, there is, there, there's not a holding that says you have to let a publisher put in whatever he, whatever that company wants to put in. Yeah, and that's so, the, sort of the distinction you said, communication with the outside world. So that's sort of the Simpson, right? Sort of the case of the person on the inside right. wanting the communication with the out. Here we've got the, the company on the out wanting communication with the in. And, and, and I'll just toss that out there to the extent that that, is is important in in your analysis or it, in our analysis of it the is it is it's like it's like judge loken pointed out in his dissent uh in in the baxter case that to, if you if you're not careful you'll put the rights of a 
of a publisher ahead of the rights of the, of the mother in the family member in Simpson. And that's, I believe, if I may have Let me back up. I, may have I thought in back, my recollection in Baxter County is there were no subscribers. There's not, and I, and I missed that a while ago, Judge Kelly. There are no, there were no subscribers in Baxter. How about in Union County? There were, not, there were none. These were, these were random, unsolicited mailings, bulk mailings to people that were detainees that they learned about on the website. Why does a publisher have a right to send unsolicited mail into a jail? Is that settled? That's a great question, and I can't answer it. I don't yeah, know. I know that well, Thornburg against Abbott talks about a right to do it when uh, inmates uh, want to subscribe. I, I, I think. I uh, think. Did our Baxter case? You're saying that involved no. unsolicited as well, so totally, I guess totally. that panel already said that there was a right. No, Baxter no, left no. It, left that open. Left it open. Okay. They, 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 they and um, and it left open the difference between are we are, are we protecting the First Amendment rights of the of the inmates, for, as in Simpson, or now we're now we're dealing just with a publisher right. Well, that's Since a great there's no you there's no detainee testimony there is no detainee subscriber there was no effort to meet no. and talk with you know the, the testimony so that is completely unresolved the, the testimony at trial was that the expert witness nor the director of HRDC nor any of their lawyers had ever set foot in Union County before the first day of trial they were asked that now, I had a separate factual question. Was there at some point uh, an electronic reading media introduced into the, is that, is that in the trial record? There's a lot in the trial record about that. Okay, and I, that was at some point during this disputed period? It was, um, Your Honor, um, within six months of the time this suit was filed, which was in October of 2017, Union County had already converted to a electronic digital system where all the mail that comes in gets scanned into a scanner and the detainees can see it back in their pods. Okay. And then by the time trial came, which was about a year ago, we had, we had one iPad for every two detainees, we're we're a high tech. What was the record jail. on whether the unsolicited publisher could take advantage of that or get his material? We argue, we, we argue that we ask questions of the expert. We ask questions of the director. Have you ever tried to call, to come down here, visit, send a postcard, send anything, talk to the sheriff, talk to the county judge, try to get your material on? On, on the system, okay. and he said, no, it would be futile. I said, why would it, why do you say that? He said, because it's six years later and we're, st we're still here. I mean, it, I don't, it, Did the sheriff testify as to whether it would be allowed or not allowed? I, I understand they didn't ask, so that might be enough, but was there any evidence as to the, the, the jail's policy on that? The evidence along those lines were that the vendor, which is called City Telecoin, it has a roster of, of material that it has out there, but anybody else could could deal with the vendor. And ask In other words, added. can you put my material on there? But there were plenty of, I think the testimony was there's 60,000 titles of books. There's, there's full books on there. There's all kinds of stuff on there. 
And as to the, so does, has this modified, was this, uh, if this was in the record, is the letter postcard only policy changed then too? So if you're scanning in letter from mom that's three pages, that's just scanned and then the detainee can go read that? The detainee, the letter is scanned. The original is put in his or her property to box. And the, the, the detainee has a PIN and he or she can read his mail at any time. And that, and that letter has been scanned into his mail file. So, so the policy is you can either have a letter scanned or a postcard come in, just postcard only. So now it's sort of a parallel. It's, and that was in the record? The, yes. And what happened is in, we had COVID in this time too. So what happened is um, when, when our case had just got started, uh, like two years into our case, um, Baxter County case had been docketed first and it was moving along a little quicker. And so our case got stayed. We're both in Western District. Our case got stayed until the first resolution of the Baxter case, which was the remand that Judge Loken talked about. So after that, our case got put back on the docket. So in, in between that time, we had gone from a postcard-only policy six months later to where we had an electronic kiosk in every cell block. And then by the time we went to trial a, a less than a year ago, we had an, every, every detainee has access to an iPad between 5 a.m. and 10.30 p.m. Is, is that a similar record in the Baxter case? Is that the same no, progression? No, that's another that's a, huge difference okay. in Union County and Baxter County. In the record, you'll find that Union County is one of the top five jail, uh, jails in the state of Arkansas and always has been as far as jail standards. Baxter County is a much smaller venue, and quite frankly, it's, uh, it has not kept up with the digital world. Hence, uh, hence the book cart with the, the book, with the half you, a dozen torn up The book mail. cart, yes. Okay. The crate. So crate. those records are just fundamentally different. They're fundamentally different. Okay. Uh, a good question is why we go into them. And Judge Hickey makes a footnote about that in her ruling on the 50B. But, you know, equitable relief was being sought. And so... It's, it was important for us to let the jury and the judge know, especially the judge, for equitable purposes. Well, you, you made changes that have been approved elsewhere in the country. Of course. And which, which HRDC hates. Of course. Another thing they hated, and that was pointed out by Judge Hickey in her order, was the real motivation for coming after Union County in the first place was, they, they cherry, HRDC cherry-picked Union County and Baxter County from their websites. They knew they had postcard-only policies, so they flooded them with all this information unsolicited to random detainees so that they would get rejected so they could file these suits. And that's in, her, that's in Judge Hickey's order. It was, it was obvious in the courtroom. What, I mean, things I was that, there. what do you think policies change that the HRDC doesn't like? You're talking about the iPad policy? Right. Yeah, okay. No, they don't like, they don't want well, that. Well, they, they uh, you, you adopt changes that, that require interest, and, uh, interest by a detainee. 
And you also take out the profit. You take out the subscription. It's free. Well, that's right. You. This right. is all about because if they just go to the vendor and get added to the iPad, you mean then? Yeah. Nobody has to pay for yep. it. Case over, and is and is. I can't remember who wrote the Cape Girardeau, the Simpson case, but this we're all dealing with something that we'll never deal with again. I mean, the, well, so the so days somebody detained for three months doesn't get the benefit of a two hundred page habeas ineffective assistance of counsel manual like they need it. What is the what? What's the is it in the record? The average length of stay at Union? It is. It is in the record. It was the record was that we have approximately 180 at all times. We may have one or two that are there for more than a year, but the vast majority are there from 30 to 60 days. They're all they're mostly pre-trial pre detainees. Some of them are federal, except the three night three the three nights. They come from the state. And, and we and we only are allocated eleven of those at any one time, and we typically have nine. And they're housed separately; they don't inter they don't intermingle with the detainees, which is why they could have newspapers, and they, well, they could have they come with the what the, with the state prison. Right, they're about to be released. Policy with respect to this question: they get to go home. They can get they go, they get furloughed. They can go home to visit their family and come back to the jail to serve. You know, they, they cook meals, take care of the grounds. The people from the penitentiary can do that? The, they're 309s. They're, oh, you mean they're like on the way out? They're on the way out. This I is see. part of their re-indoctrination. Re yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a re yeah. Well, I never got to tell you all the facts that were in the record that supported that we did not violate the Turner factors. But there's... They're in there. I mean, we the judge, the judge was correct that there's this. This is this was a jury question. That's why she denied summary judgment. That's why I didn't move for summary judgment. I knew there were facts, and I knew it was facts for dispute. I didn't ask for summary judgment. Who asked? For, the plaintiffs asked for the plaintiffs jury moved for summary judgment. No, they asked for the jury trial too. And they asked for the jury trial. And, and, you, and you put on no evidence. In a, in a, well, I cross-examined all their witnesses yeah. and cross-examined right. mine. Right. And we, a month well, before trial. They called trial, your people, didn't right. they? Right. Yeah. A month before trial, uh, the district court uh, again asked HRDC, are you sure you want a jury trial? <laughs> and they said, yeah. I mean, I, didn't, I, mean I, I guess it's easier for me to, to have a bench trial, but. I, it does. It you know. I didn't object, of course, but I'm way out of time. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Paltz, for rebuttal. Yes. Thank you, Your Honors. I think a, a few few factual issues need need clearing up. First of all, the outside kiosk system does not allow outside publications on it. Second, as Union County admitted in RFA 65, wait, they do wait, not wait, accept wait, wait, What do you mean by outside publication? They do not allow HRDC to have its material scanned onto its kiosk system. That's in the record. Who, and do, who doesn't allow that? The vendor? The, the Union County. Well, what yes. are the 60,000 publications that are? Your Honor, I'm not, I'm not sure that's not in the record. I thought he said that your your people said they hadn't approached the vendor about being added to the system. Your Honor, we hadn't uh, hadn't approached the vendor because it's there's no exhaustion requirement under Turner. 
there's no exhaustion requirement that our, our client has to yeah, go. But that's a separate point from whether it would yeah. be allowed. You just came up and said we wouldn't be allowed on the system. They they admitted that they don't that they wouldn't allow it to be to accept donations. They said they wouldn't accept donations of our publications. Who, who, are, are you talking? No. You're talking about the vendor that provides the 60,000 electronic media? No, Your Honor, I don't know where the 60,000, that's not in, not in the right, record. But where's, the, where's the testimony that what you just said? Uh, if you look for request for admission 65, uh, they, the, they admitted that they do not accept donations of our material. So we... There is paper copies. Paper copies, yes, uh, Your Honor. That's and a they, different point. They also say that they do not scan publications onto the kiosks, which is a key difference between mailing a letter, which is up, uploaded on the kiosk, but publications and magazines are not uploaded onto the kiosk. And there's an inherently different right with a, with a publication or a magazine. So, so your, your understanding of the record, it's either it's a letter from mom on the kiosk or a book, like an Audible book or something, or a download. No, no, nope, not even, not even that, Judge Kelly. There, are, there, are, there's a, the record is clear on what the limited, limited things are on the kiosk. It's letters from mom, and then there's like some 2015 editions of uh, the rules of civil procedure and the rules of criminal procedure. But uh, there's also uh, prisoners are allowed to have religious texts such as Bibles and Korans. But there is, there is no, there is no Audible book type I'm of sorry, thing. I, I misspoke when I said Audible. I meant just a downloadable. Sure. No, Your Kindle. Honor, that, that's not in the record. Okay. And and finally, I see my time has expired. Um, if I could briefly say, too, uh, Union um, HRDC is a nonprofit that's in the record and undisputed. Thank you. Thank you, Counsel. Case has been uh, well briefed and argued, and we'll take it under advisement.